there's nothing in a caterpillar that suggests it can be a butterfly even scientifically there is nothing in a caterpillar that it suggests that it can become a butterfly it a caterpillar goes into its cocoon develops the wings and emerges as a butterfly i really believe a spiritual retreat any place of spiritual significance is that cocoon into which the caterpillar enters and in a surrounding of buddham saranam gachami sangam saranam gachami dhammam saranam gachami develops the wings and flies back into life as a butterfly enough and more people have walked this planet who lived their life to a certain stage in their life in certain directions nothing in their life ever promised those infinite possibilities and yet when the direction of their life changed infinite possibilities unfolded from their life i wish to begin this beautiful morning by just telling you what you are and what you have been is inconsequential to what you can become our future need not be just an extension of our past our future is not equivalent to our past just because life has been in certain ways doesn't mean that life has to be in similar ways in the future bible says there is no sinner without a future and there is no saint without a past the day you decide to draw a line after all palmiki was a thief and yet when the content of the man was changed what you see behind me right now are barren lands 5 years from now there may be a hall of meditation there the content of that place will be changed and the sacredness of that place will change 10 years ago maybe this was barren land the content of this place was changed and today it's not even possible for you and me to speak casually in this place because there is so much reverence to this place 
I will not be able to talk a single unwanted sentence, a single sentence that need not be spoken at all. Anywhere inside this ashram, when you learn to respect a place, when you understand what happens out of a place, when you begin to revere that place, because you know the contents of that place is not what it was. And you don't want to contribute anything to the unwanted vibrations of that place. Just about 36 hours ago, I was a stranger to this place. Today, the respect that I have for the seekers, the reverence that I have for what happens in this place, And to know who walks in this place, I will never be able to speak an unwanted sentence, a word. I don't think I can even entertain a thought that need not be entertained at all in this place. I do not want to add anything to this place other than the right vibrations. A dustbin once cleaned and cleared can become a flower pot. You can take a beer bottle to Kasi, clean it properly and fill it with Ganges and bring back and it's no more a useless bottle. There's a sanctity to it. The beauty about being a human being is no matter how your entire life has been to this point, the day as a seeker you choose to enter into the spiritual cocoon and you allow your very content to be changed, not the superficial memories, learning two more stories and learning two more sutras and getting to understand five more concepts, don't come here to enhance your memory anymore. Come here to allow the content of who you are to be changed. And when that content is changed, because there is no point in continuing to seek to clean the bottle from outside. How much ever you clean the bottle from outside, as long as the inside of the bottle is not cleaned, it's still dirty. The very purpose of coming to a space like this must be to change the inside of who you are. The bottle must be clean from inside. I really don't even understand why coming to a place like this, there should ever be unwanted talking or sharing. I know a lot of you love each other, a lot of you only in the context of a space like this, you get to relate with each other. But this isn't a fraternity for fellowship. This is a fraternity of spiritual seeking. In fact, ideally, unless you need to speak, you should be silent. In fact, the Veda says, 
when you are at the feet of a spiritually evolved soul don't speak because you have nothing to add to that place with your words you must be seeking the vibrations of that place unto you if you keep being so loved then you are not providing the context for you to be filled up draupadi when in duryodhana's court was being derobed wanting to save herself she raises both her hands eventually but that is not what she does initially she tries to hold the sari with both her hands trying to save herself soon she realizes she doesn't have a chance towards those beastly men so she holds the sari in one hand and raises the hand with the other seeking help narayana still help does not come then she realizes she has no chance whatsoever with these people in a state of complete surrender she lets go of that sari and raises both her hands at narayana and the providential help comes vedavyas through the sequence of these three events is trying to let you know in the beginning of a seeker's journey for the first time when any one of you would have come here either out of curiosity or forced by somebody else in the beginning of a seeker's journey everybody is in that state like how draupadi was holding the sari with both her hands everything of me nothing of you but soon you realize a lot of unfoldment that is happening in your life is not happening purely because of you there is a lot of grace associated to it but for that blessing but for that grace but for that energy but for that clarity but for that wisdom but for the participation of that force in the content of who you are lot of what's happening in your life cannot happen so then you reach a stage which most of you reach at some stage of your life where you realize she was holding the sari in one hand and seeking narayana in the other something of me something of you when life becomes a flow it flows the, like the river flows when life becomes a rhythm when there is harmony in your life when the tranquility and equanimity encompasses there is an effortless ease to life you are no more rowing the boat for you to move you have just jumped into it and it's carrying you through you're just moving along with the flow for the first time you realize what she went through nothing of me everything of you it is just flowing through me i'm just an instrument at time comes when the flute will always realize the standing ovation that came did not come to me it came to the master who is using me in the ways i can be used producing that divine music unto the world when you come to a place like this you have to be in a state of nothing of me everything of you not even attempting to speak a sentence which is not required 
you should become like a sponge ready to absorb everything every moment because it's not about yagnas it's not about speeches it's not about discourses it's about the vibration that fills this entire space in every step that you take which is what i want to discuss with you this morning i'll state the last sentence and then go to the beginning of the subject only in a state of non doing you can inherit the vibrations of a place in doing you cannot inherit the vibrations of a place in all your running around in all your talking in all your chatting in all your doing energy gets expended energy is absorbed only in a state of non doing the more and more you fill yourself with silence the more and more you fill yourself with quietude they can talk you shouldn't the disciple asked the master master i can't see any difference between you and me you dress like me you eat like me you walk like me you also feel thirsty i can't see any difference between you and me the master smiled and said there is one big difference between you and me even when i am talking i am silent even when you try to be silent you are talking that's the difference you have to go into that mold of absorption only in a state of non doing you can inherit the vibrations let's start with science and then go to spirituality See in the beginning physics only saw everything as material but as physics began to evolve and it created more powerful technologies by which it could observe where you are no more perceiving life only through the naked eyes but with the help of equipments like telescopes and microscopes physics was able to understand what it perceived everything to be matter is not matter but atomic particles So at that stage physics concluded everything is only atoms. As we developed more and more powerful technologies with which we could observe science realized atoms themselves are made up of subatomic particles. The electrons, the neutrons and the protons. At that stage science concluded everything is made up of subatomic particles and science evolved to realize everything is made up of quarks. We never thought that we will discover anything beyond this but later science discovered these quarks themselves are made up of vibrating strings strings linear strings vibrating at disease speeds and the frequency of these vibrating strings forms the quarks which in turn becomes the subatomic particles which in turn becomes the atoms which in turn is the matter reality that we perceive through our naked eyes so science has concluded eventually everything is vibrating strings in science it's called the theory of everything t o e the theory of everything because physics believes now finally we have a science by which everything can be explained because when everything was perceived to be only matter science could not explain two phenomenons one silence two vacuum because if everything is matter and science is supposed silence is supposed to be nothing 
vacuum is supposed to be nothing they couldn't explain but now with the theory of everything they know everything can be explained gross the matter lower the frequency of vibrations of those vibrating strings subtle the matter the higher becomes the frequency of vibrations of these vibrating strings for example when the fan is rotating at a slow speed a lesser frequency you can see the blade when the fan is really rotating at high speed you can't see the blade i'm moving my finger like this you can notice my finger when i move my finger like this you know some movement is there but you cannot perceive the object that is moving so today science has realized the highest vibrations is silence the vibrating strings are vibrating at the highest speed it appears it's nothing so today science is able to explain why spirituality from the beginning asked you to seek silence seek meditation it starts with not talking when you talk about maunam that is the beginning first let me withhold my senses still chattering will be there but slowly and progressively the sun will come up and the chillness in the air will be removed slowly and progressively silence will encompass you and the noise will settle down from noiselessness to quietude to silence will be the entire progress first let's cut the noise from outside then the noise here will cut itself and eventually you embrace silence it's an endeavor of years but the journey must begin it's an endeavor of dinacharya on a daily basis but the journey must begin i still see a lot of talking and it's not going to take you anywhere never come here to know each other come here to know yourself never come here to never come here to build relationship with each other come here to relate with him come here to relate with him come here to relate to that inner part of you go back to your city life and there you fellowship with people exchange your cards ask each other what business you are doing business kaise chal bachalo never come here do not extend your city life in the ashram most of you are the formative members of a place from where generations will come and grow out of it so you are going to be causing the initial vibrations of this place which will be inherited by all those little ones when they grow up so you have an awesome responsibility of what sort of vibrations you fill this place with there is no need to talk a single sentence in this space that need not be talked at all come here seeking silence now let's go to spirituality let's see how it is having a confluence with science science has finally concluded with his evolution through physics everything is vibrations religion from the beginning is telling the same thing everything is vibrations finally science has reached where religion began what is spirituality saying about vibrations one everything is vibrations the more and more you embrace who is a spiritually evolved person a spiritually evolved person is somebody who is operating out of his silence not operating out of his memory 
the answers, the concepts, the subjects that come, they do not come from a library. They come from beyond. The timeless wisdom that unfolds does not come from memory. It doesn't come from scripture. It, it comes from scriptures, but it does not come out of memorizing something and repeating it. There's no parity here. It's not a tape recorder. It's not a technology. Somewhere timeless wisdom is presented in a contemporary language for you to understand where you can apply it in your day-to-day -day life. A spiritually evolved soul is not operating out of lesser vibrations, operating out of the highest frequency of vibrations. You should never carry your own smell into a rose garden. You should leave your smell outside and come inside a rose garden and just be there in the rose garden long enough. The beauty about the roses, it will spread its fragrance into you. You don't have to do anything. Just be present in that presence silently. It will spread its fragrance into you. Then you can take your car and go back to your city life. And you find I'm still smelling roses because those vibrations have been transferred into you. Now, why is that I need to seek such spaces and such spiritually evolved souls? Spirituality says, till you reach that stage where you can create your own vibrations. Till you reach that stage where you have encompassed that silence and from you these vibrations emanate, till you reach that stage. You either have to embrace spaces which are high in vibrations. So conventionally, the reason a temple was always built, like when I was discussing with Ramantika, he was saying, hundreds of places were seen. And finally, Gurudev finalized this place for the ashram. That is how places of worship always came into existence. Places of worship came into existence where spiritually evolved souls, when they could go into a space and feel this space is high in vibrations, they said, build a place of worship here. Mark this rose garden. So that let everybody who do not have vibrations on their own, visit these spaces. And by being present in the rose garden long enough, they will inherit the fragrance of those roses. They will inherit the vibrations of such a space and go back into their life. And you need those vibrations. Either encompass yourself with spaces that are high and vibrant. That's why you go on a pilgrimage. That's why you visit places of high spiritual significance. That's why you say, we are going on a 10-day tour and we want to visit so many different temples. That's why they go on Hajj. That's why they go on a Len. That is why people go through the entire fasting for 45 days and eventually go to Sabarimala. That is why you are supposed to stand in a queue long enough in Tirupadi before you go and offer yourself. People use their influence, they use their power, they give a letter and they directly go into that sanctum sanctorium and come back. There also they want to show they are very powerful people. Stupid. When you stand in a rose garden long enough only, you will be able to inherit this. The whole concept is, you should wait to experience God. You should seek to experience God. The preparation for the pilgrimage has to start way before the pilgrimage, so that eventually when you go there, you are ready for it. 
that is why you go through the entire process of fasting during padyushan to first create that inner cleansing and then the psychological cleansing of seeking michamidugnam and then only you are ready for it in fact if life ever provides you with an opportunity where you have to wait to experience think it's benevolence these things should never unfold to you immediately you will never understand the value of it i see a 10 rupee note here on the surface i won't know its value i dig 3 feet and pick up a 10 rupee note i'll call that a treasure spiritual unfoldment should come to you after the waiting then you will understand the value of it a glimpse you must go there and wait you must wait in fact you should feel he forgot or what today is not coming you should wait in fact the waiting is more beautiful than the experience itself you should wait don't be in a hurry in fact man has become restlessly desperate everything waiting for everything instant gratification nothing is going to delay things for you in life than this restless desperation spirituality itself says don't wait for wait when you wait have you pressed the elevator button light is there now wait lift will come if you wait for the lift to come you'll keep on pressing the button only when it comes it will come have you come and stop the vehicle on the white line signal is red wait don't wait for the signal to become green then you'll keep on changing to first gear again come back to neutral again wait you have gone to a restaurant and ordered for food bearer will bring wait don't keep on looking at the kitchen door why it is not at come there and don't go when you wait for food to come you become restless whichever table food comes you feel upset you call that bearer boss everybody is boss for you everybody is boss and everybody is master for you boss we ordered first and you know his reply sir it's coming wait don't be restless the farmer having planted the seed has to wait planting the seed is man's responsibility sprouting is god's responsibility man cannot do god's work and god will not do man's work plant the seed and wait if you go on digging the soil abhi tak nahi hai you will kill the seed where man's responsibility ends existential responsibility begins man cannot without god god will not without you god plus man miracles are possible and this collaboration between man and god is brought only through the process of waiting learn to wait the more you wait the more you are in a space in which you can inherit those vibrations unto you so one make yourself part of spaces which are high in vibrations two share a relationship with somebody who is high on vibrations so that your connectivity to the one who is high on vibrations will enable you to inherit those vibrations unto you of course in modern times what happens is 
we don't get these sort of spaces which are high in vibrations always because man has a place of worship a place of spiritual significance has to always be those spaces which has either not been touched by man or only touched by a spiritually evolved soul so you will never see anybody demolish an existing building and build a temple there never you will never see anybody because spaces that has already been touched by man man has already passed on his vibrations into that space so place of spiritual significance will never come there it either has to be a space untouched by man for the first time only now something is coming there or it has to be a space touched by a person of very high spiritual significance so whenever you find a space like this it's an opportunity for you to immerse yourself in that space to inherit those vibrations but in modern times what happens is for a lot of us is we build a house we build an office we have to necessary in mumbai where you get a space untouched by man even inside the ocean we have already gone <laughs> if you continue like this india and pakistan will join to each other because reclamation reclamation we'll go off and up to that point so now what do you do they say there are spaces which fill people with vibrations there are people who can fill spaces with vibrations so that is why when you build a space you always invite a person of spiritual evolution to come and step into your space and go can your feet come and touch my place and go so that this space in itself doesn't have the vibrations yet but it they stepping into the space they fill the space with vibrations there are spaces which fill spaces with vibrations and there are people who fill spaces with vibrations that is why in the vedic tradition it is told where he sat became a temple because he was so spiritually evolved where he sat that space became so high in vibrations that it became 